A man walks along the streets on the Lower East Side of Manhattan, heading toward the intersection of Broad Street and Wall Street. Holding his hand and keeping pace is his nine-year-old grandson. Young Daniel Frischberg is about to get a first-hand look at the New York Stock Exchange. He doesn't realize it yet, but his destiny is to be a major player in the world of finance. What he's learned over nearly 50 years, he'll teach you today, and it's all free of charge. There's a billionaire locked inside you. The key to freedom is information. The kind of information you find here on the Money Man Report. Now, here's the Money Man. Here's Dan Frischberg. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Money Man Report on the radio and on podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, my dear. Good morning, Dan. I'm Dan Frischberg. She is the beautiful Alicia. And now the opportunity is here and a lot of people are not aware of it because you mentioned because they're so used to indexing. What is indexing? There's a story that you're too stupid. This has been going on for 30 or 40 years. And now it's become part of the culture. People believe it. But it was started by the big investment banks, Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, Merrill Lynch, which is now a part of Bank of America. But the story has been, was, that nobody can beat the index. So what's the index for uh, well, the all S&P, the people out there? The S&P 500 index or the bond index. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that they convince people you're too dumb to actually choose a company and do the research and know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And so you should just take a diversified portfolio of everything. A basket. A basket. Now, the the people who spread this story, Goldman Sachs and those guys, that isn't what they do with their money at all. But the people that they send to you as a financial planner whose job it is to tell you what to invest in, they don't care what he thinks, right? They, they don't insult him on how they invest their money, but they send him or her to be your coach. And his story, and he believes, he's not only lying, he believes that no one can beat the index. And the index is the S&P 500 ETF or the bond ETF, and they've got everybody convinced of that. Now, now the host on financial television believes it, mm-hmm. and your introductory, the, the teacher in college who's teaching economics 101 or market 101, that guy believes it now because it's been going on for so long, and everybody, they all believe it. How long? Well, it's been about 30 or 40 years. So basically your parents too. If you're 30 years old, your parents began believing this. But I can tell you that nobody that really makes a lot of money believes it. Nobody that's making millions in the stock market is doing it by buying an index or by buying an ETF. They're picking individual companies 
that they pick because that company makes a lot of money. And they know that sooner or later, even though the people follow each other and they're buying and selling stocks and they're driving things up and down, but they know that in the long run, the only thing that matters in any investment asset is how much money does it make, right? That That's really all that counts. And sooner or later, the price of that stock, the value of that asset is going to reflect how much money it makes for its owners. That That's really the otherwise, why are you investing in it? Mm-hmm. So what the real guys do, Warren Buffett or Bill Gates or anything, what they do is they actually do the work and they see what company is making a lot of money. And then what they want to do is they'd like to buy stock in that company, particularly at a time when it's out of favor, when nobody wants it. But generally what's happening, in, and and I can tell you that uh, my coach, when I was 14 years old, who was teaching me about the market, he explained to me that here's the thing. Why, how is it possible that this stock market's been going up for 150 years and almost all the people that participate in it end up losing money and giving up? How, how could that be if it's been going up for 150 years? And the answer is because they don't really look at, they don't do the research. They are, they think the game is to guess what each other are going to do next. And so what they're watching is charts and they're watching a formation and it's on the way up and they extrapolate. They're always extrapolating and they're guessing what they think everybody else is going to do. And they don't really know what they're investing in. Now, the thing I love about it is they make it so easy. They make it so easy for us to make money. I don't wish losses or bad results on anybody. But the truth is, because they don't bother to know what they're investing in, they make it very easy for us. So your solution is you're saying it's really, that's it, understanding the company you're investing. Yes, and understanding how much profit do they make on every transaction and how many people are there that could be buying that company. I'm only picking a company that's the only one who can do what they do. Okay. And for people who want a certain life, they have to have that. So we call that structural. But the bottom line is it's something people have to have. They got to have it. And I pick I find something that the only company that can do it. Like Microsoft, for example, who's the only one that does Windows and, and Word and stuff. Other companies can try to compete with them but they don't have a chance. This is the dominant company. And so that's a company I want to pick. Now I have to know how how many people are potential new customers and how much do they make on every transaction? How profitable is the company? And then I want to know how much is the stock because I want to get a good deal on it. I want to buy it when they're selling it, low, mostly, right? Now let's talk about in relation to it, right, NVIDIA. We will. We're going to talk about that as soon as we come back. We have to stop for a break. And this is the Money Man Report on podcast and on radio. So we'll be right back. Stick around.
You're listening to Dan Frischberg. This is the union of people using their brains to get a better deal. We'll be right back. Folks, today, I see the biggest opportunity in the last five years. It's happening right now, and there's a good chance you're missing it. By this coming election year, everybody knows this Fed killing the U.S. economy is going to be a distant memory. Hey, I'm Dan Frischberg from the Money Man Report radio show and podcast. The great news right now is the companies that are going to make you and me the biggest profits over the next couple of years are dirt cheap right now. It's actually shocking. The top oil service company in the world is going to grow profits 30% a year for the next five years, and the stock is literally crashing. The cheapest it's been in years. For a free report on this name and two more just as good, text 305-877-3313 now. All we need is your name and email. There's no strings, no credit cards. Or just click the link on www.themoneyman.com. The easiest is just text 305-877-3313 to get my free report on the three best opportunities I see right now with the lowest risk. Text 305-877-3313. You're tuned in to the Money Man Report with your host, TV and radio money man, Dan Frischberg. For more information about everything we're talking about, go to themoneyman.com right now. That's themoneyman.com. Okay, welcome back. This is the Money Man Report. Thanks for joining me. I'm Dan Frischberg. She is the beautiful Alicia, Alicia Frischberg. So you wanted to talk about NVIDIA. In relation to what the discussion previous segment, which you said that matters, it's how much the company makes for me as an investor. So you are so Nvidia, of course, everybody knows, sees they're making a profit. Everybody's jumping all over. And, and of course, in case somebody doesn't know what they do, Nvidia first several years ago invented this thing, a graphic processor. It was a chip to be used. It was a it was a all encompassed chip to be used in electronic games, and so they were very fast video. And the whole world discovered that that was so fast that that chip was so fast that it was better than everything we were using everywhere else. And so it started to get more and more popular, and that graphic processor started to be used everywhere. So. As we developed artificial intelligence, and you know about ChatGPT, I'm not going to go into that right now, but as they developed artificial intelligence, it came out of the fact that they had these very fast semiconductors. They had these very fast chips. So NVIDIA was the company that was making the chips that enable artificial intelligence. Particularly in games. In gaming. Well, yes. it was in gaming, and then it spread to everything else because they started to use 
mm-hmm. the, the graphic processor for everything. So all the car, now suddenly we got this craze. Again, this is what we were talking about in the last segment. People are not doing research and looking at what's a good deal. They're following each other. And so suddenly this artificial intelligence is all the rage. And it does make sense. We know that that's going to someday be a big deal. Mm-hmm. And it's going to change things. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, every company that had anything to do with artificial intelligence, just like everything that had dot com in it back in 1999, 98, soared. Mm-hmm. Everything with dot com. Now it's everything with AI. And But the thing is that if you don't know what you're investing in and you don't really think about value or how much it is, what they don't realize is right now, NVIDIA and people are buying it. Boy, it's running up. A week or two ago, I pointed out that NVIDIA was selling at 30 years worth of sales. Mm-hmm. Not profits, sales. Now, you've never ever seen a company. In other words, I have this store and I sell a million dollars a year in that store. And it means I'm probably making 100000 a year, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm looking. And can you imagine somebody buying that store from me for $30 million. Can you imagine me buying a store where the total sales for the year is a million dollars and the profit is 100, 150,000? Can you imagine me paying $30 million for that company? So that's what I was talking about and how crazy that is. Mm-hmm. And, and sales, not, and, not- And how happy I am. I don't wish bad things on anybody, but how happy I am that people are so dumb that they follow each other because now I can buy the companies that they don't want to buy that I know are going to grow their sales at 30% a year or profits at 30% a year, and I can get a good deal on it because they're all buying NVIDIA. Now, hold on, hold on. You said 30% a year of sales or profit. So oh, what? Or no, I'm saying no, I don't think so. NVIDIA is making selling. You're paying 30 Years worth of sales, but that's what I said a week or so. Yeah, now it's now it's forty. Even worse, years. yes, because even with as crazy as it is, the world roared in there and bought even more of it and ran the price up to forty years worth of sales. Now, what I'm telling you is, I don't know that it's going to go down tomorrow, and you may invest in it and make money. I don't know, but I can tell you that if you make a habit of buying investments buying stores and paying 40 years worth of sales for that store, buying a a store that sells a million dollars a year, buying it for $40 million. Your your future as an investor is very limited, right? It takes uh, so many years to get back your money. Right. Now, there are companies that people hate right now and they're going down, but the company's making 30% a year more. And I'm going to tell you, we're going to stop for commercial, and we'll be right back, right? Now. You're listening to Dan Frischberg. This is the union of people using their brains to get a better deal. We'll be right back. Each week in his live video market and economy update offered to his inner circle, 
Dan Frischberg delivers the in-depth, professional version of his famous market x-ray report live and interactive. Now that means you get to ask all the questions you want. And if you can't make the live meeting, you can watch the report on demand. Then email your questions in and Dan will email the answers back or include them in the next live report. Week in and week out, Dan brings you the ideas and specific stock picks from his friends, the people you see on TV and read about in the papers. You'll see what they're buying, how they're hedging, and when they're taking money off the table. At last, you'll get to see how the insiders negotiate the institutional macro bonds that billionaires on Wall Street rely on, the ones almost everyone else never even heard of. When you become an Inner Circle member, Dan will share with you his lifetime of experience and guide you to the best teachers, the best stock pickers, the best option strategists. And you'll be invited to exclusive working vacations in beautiful locations for the inner circle only, where you'll rub elbows with some of the most famous investors on Wall Street. So how do you value the lifetime of skill and experience of a top investor on a mission to share it all with you and help you become one of the few winners? If you've been listening to Dan for a few years, he's likely already made you tons of money, or even more important, saved you from losing a fortune. Now, there are limits to the capacity of the online video sessions, but right now, for a limited time, Dan's offering you the position of charter subscriber, get this, for less than the price of a cup of coffee a day. For all the info or to subscribe, just simply click on themoneyman.com, themoneyman.com. You're tuned in to The Money Man Report with your host, TV and radio money man, Dan Frischberg. For more information about everything we're talking about, go to themoneyman.com right now. That's themoneyman.com. Welcome back. This is The Money Man Report. Thanks very much for being with me. Welcome to The Money Man Report. I love on podcasts, I love this new medium, I love it on the radio, but podcast is so easy for you to access and so easy for us to do because the rules are much more relaxed. But uh, let's talk about a belief that I hear over and over again. Long-term options are something new, but there's always been options. And options means that the person who buys that option has bought a right, and it's called an option because he can either exercise it or not exercise it. He, the guy who buys it doesn't have to do anything. But the guy who receives the money, who sells the option, he's obligated. If I own an option on something and I have the right to buy it or the right to sell it, the guy who got received the money who sold me that option, if I have the option to sell it, I, I can sell it if I want to. I cannot sell it if I want to. I have the option, the choice. Option means choice. But that guy that sold it to me who received the money, he has got to do it if I choose to exercise the option. Now, that means that I can buy a stock. And let's say that we're talking about buying NVIDIA a year ago, right? We were just talking about NVIDIA in every segment lately because we're so shocked at people paying so much for it. But let's say that a year or two ago, 
I knew about NVIDIA and I knew about graphic processors. I knew it was better and I knew it was going to come into style. And so I bought it when nobody, hardly anybody else wanted it. Mm -hmm. If I bought the stock, I was paying maybe uh, $60 a share for that stock. But at that time, I could have bought an option, a multi-year option, giving me the right to buy that stock anytime in the next few years, and I could have bought it for a small fraction of the cost of the stock. Instead of paying $60, I could have paid maybe $2, mm -hmm. right? Which means I could buy 30 times more of that company. Now, the thing is, that's what they call leverage. Normally, the way we get leverage and the way it was done in real estate, uh, buying a rental property or the way it was always done in the stock market is I borrow the money from the bank. If you do it at a brokerage firm, you can only get margin of 50%. But I borrow money from the bank. And let's say I want to buy a million dollars worth of NVIDIA stock a few years ago. So I borrow $900,000 from the bank and my stock is security for it, right? It's the, it's the, the collateral. I borrow 900000 I buy a million dollars worth of that stock. I'm buying 10 times as much of that stock as I could have done, but I'm buying it using mostly somebody else's money. Now, the thing is, that was a good deal, and people were doing it, and they still do it in real estate. But if it goes wrong, I still owe all the money that I borrowed. Mm -hmm. But if I buy a multi-year option on that stock, and I pay five cents on the dollar or 10 cents on the dollar, and it turns out that I'm wrong, the only thing I lose is the money for that option. Now, here's the thing. There, didn't, there were no such thing as those long-term options. And so an option was very risky because they were a month long, two months long, yes, three months short -term. long. Well, they were short-term. Well, that's what they meant. They were short-term. So if you were going to buy that option, you, you, there was a good chance you were going to run out of time. So I know that if I bought Microsoft, I'm safe eventually in the long run. But if I buy it with an option on Microsoft, if it doesn't go up in the next month or two, my option is going to expire and I lose money. So, of course, I added a tremendous dimension of risk to it by setting a time limit like that. And when I talk about an option, usually, and even with somebody that I'm teaching how to do this, and the first thing they say is, oh, yeah, options are very risky. I, I want to keep away from that. They're risky. My mother took a course on it, and then she lost a fortune. But remember, they're talking about an option for a month, two months, three months. If I buy an option and I have four or five years, what's the difference between that? Why is that riskier than the stock? If I have four or five years, it's exactly like buying the stock. Now, if I am you and your fund, or if I'm Bill Gates, I can go to that company and say, "Give me, I want a five-year right to buy that stock, and I'm going to give me three million dollars worth of it, or ten million dollars worth of it, and I'll buy all of it right now." For most people, we have to buy whatever is there on the CBOE, whatever we can get from our E-Trade or teach. TD Ameritrade or whatever, Schwab, whatever they sell. They don't sell five-year options. 
but they do now go after two years or two and a half years, which they never used to have. But now that's, first of all, there's a very good chance that two or two and a half years is enough. But frankly, if I paid 10 cents on the dollar or five cents on the dollar and I bought a stock, now I believe, for example, this coming year that the central bank is about to stop tightening. They can't keep doing it. We're going to have an election year. They're under tremendous pressure to keep their job, and they're not going to keep tightening and ruining the economy going to the election year. We'll do a long segment on that sometime. And most politicians are running for 2024. Well, That's majority, majority the Congress, yes. 100, one third of the Senate, 100% of the Congress, and the president. That's and a lot. Governors all over the place. Right. So the Fed cannot afford to make all those people lose their job by ruining the economy. They won't do it. They never have done it. And so we know that even though they're making believe they're going to keep doing it, we know they're not going to do it. That's another story. The bottom line is that I think there's a very good chance that the 2025 is enough time for the Fed to let their economy recover, and then we have a great year in 2024, and then sometime in the middle of 2025, that was enough time. But what if what if something went wrong and there was a war? China attacked Taiwan, which they're not going to do, by the way. But China attacked Taiwan, and it messed up everything, and it set everything back for a while. I only paid five cents on the dollar. What if I have to pay another five or ten cents on the dollar? So what? I buy a hundred dollar stock. I put down five dollars. I have the right to buy it any time in the next few years. And if I run out of time, what if I have to put another five or ten dollars down, and then I end up making a thousand dollars on it? So what? And so the bottom line is that what they're doing is making you far, far smarter and far, far less risky because you don't have to run out of time. That makes it exactly the same as buying a stock, except much, much more leverage. Much Your money works so much better and harder. So we're running out of time. That's all the time we've got. Thank you very much, and we will see you next time. This is the Money Money Report. Oh, 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 oh,